Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's the highest level of broadcasting, arguably the highest level of broadcasting anywhere in the world. Does it need to be protected to the extent that pensioners, people over 75 years of age who don't pay for the service will now have to pay for it? Is it that important? Let me speak to uh, Kelly Armstrong from the Alliance Party. Kelly, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Uh, Kelly, we can't underestimate the importance of the BBC, the credibility of the BBC, and indeed the enviable role of the BBC right around the world. People look at it as a market leader. But is it worth this particular cost on pensioners? Personally, I don't think so. Um, when you have somebody who's over the age of 75, and while there's a lot of people who are still quite mobile, there's quite a number of our older, old people who are less mobile and less able to get out and about. And while the BBC provides them with news and contact to the outside world, personally, I think that the almost £160 fee being landed on them is not fair. I would prefer to have seen alternative options that the BBC had considered before they put this on to 75-year-olds or people who are over 75, given the fact as well that pension credit hasn't had the uptake that we would have liked. Um, it means then there were a lot of people paying for that fee who cannot afford to do so, Frank. Um, you know, £160 can be spread over a year, but that's an amount of money already coming out of a small pension um, that people are already cannot have to make a decision whether they can hate or eat at winter time. The TV is company in the corner. It is that noise in the, the dark of night. You know, it is, it's something there if you live on your own. Um, I think that there would, should have been other alternatives considered. Would it be a case that they put 50p on everybody's licence fee or maybe it was a partial payment by older people? Why the full £156 per year um, for these over 75-year-olds? We have other concessions that we've brought in for older people. I really don't know whether this is a good way forward by the BBC. Do you think they'll pursue the elderly, the infirm, the ill and the lonely for the money if they don't pay? Yes, absolutely, because they can't be ageist. They can't have discrimination just because someone's older. They will go after them exactly the same way as they would go after myself or anybody else. So if someone doesn't pay their fee and they're watching a television, the important thing is somebody could be watching ITV, somebody could be watching any other programme, somebody could be listening to a radio show through their TV. But... Because it's the BBC's licence fee, that person will still be, be chased. Yeah. Is there an onus on people within the BBC to object to this method of raising the money? Those who are in very comfortable jobs in the BBC, who are earning considerable amounts of money in, in an organisation which it's easy to argue is overstaffed. 
That may well be the case. I know that every business has to wash its own face, but I would have to look at the profits that the BBC would be making and the certainly bonuses and high levels of, of staff pay. Now, I don't want anyone to have to have their pay cut, but at the same time, there seems to be an extraordinary amount of money coming out of the BBC. So as a business, it needed to look, because I, I believe that it's about the, the over 75s, is about a fifth of their budget. Um, so it is a significant amount of their budgets. But are they as efficient as they could be? Any business that be looking at a change like this would be looking to see are they the most effective they can be or most efficient that they can be. And I think they've gone after an easy target market. While the government used to provide this um, amount of money towards the BBC, um, BBC has to find that money from somewhere if they want to continue on as they currently operate. But did they actually look at all their operations before they took this decision? Would you agree that it is vital to protect the BBC, the like of the BBC News Channel, the BBC Children's uh, Channel and other services within the BBC that may be at risk if the money isn't forthcoming? Do you know what? I'm not precious about uh, the BBC. The BBC provides an excellent service and I really enjoy the word service when I'm out in, in different places. But without adverts, you know, we're all used to watching adverts. Um, the BBC would not be harmed by not having ad or by having adverts. The same programmes would be there. Um, so I think that there were other alternatives that they could have considered. They're having a different business model brought forward from June next year and they could have considered other things. I think it would be much, much easier to swallow if they'd come out and said, you know, we've considered this and this is why we can't do this and this we've considered, you know, putting adverts on TV and we can't do it because of this. You know, there's lots of different options there. That could have been considered before they went for the over 75. The greatest drain on any company is the payment of staff and and salaries. Should Mm -hmm. the BBC be looking at shedding rules because there's unfortunately, and I, I say this, unfortunately, there is evidence that for example a radio programme like this within commercial radio which employs two people there would be, and it's not an exaggeration to say, nine people working on a similar programme in the BBC. Well, that's, that's the sort of thing that I would have hoped that they could have shown that they had considered. Um, you know, if, you know, it's a bit like, you know, you consider public services. Some people would say maybe it's overstaffed. Was it, is it as streamlined as, as private companies could be? In some shows it may well be, but it would have been nice to have seen that type of reporting from the BBC to say, actually, we've considered all of this. We have made ourselves as efficient as possible. When I worked in the community and voluntary sector before I became an MLA, we were always pushed to be as efficient and as effective as we could possibly be so that every pound that was spent was spent efficiently. I don't know at this stage of BBC have done that. They've replaced a fifth of their budget by, you know, taking away the free licences from over 75s. Could there have been alternative ways, you know, looking at staffing structures, payroll structures, you know, profit margins, you know, they could have considered all of that. And I would have believed them and and supported them a lot more if they had come out with that type of reporting, but they haven't done so, so far. So I wait to see what the report is um, and what other considerations that they had taken. I know that they took external advice on this, but I don't know whether it's gone far enough at this stage. Finally, you did say that they can't be ageist and they will target people who do not pay their licence fee. It's already a suggestion that over 75s should stand as one and refuse to pay it. That's uh, coming up on on Twitter and, and social media. However, you've said that the law is the law. When it's imposed, the van will check and they will be targeted. The first time we have a 94-year-old disabled woman 
or man in court mm-hmm. for not paying the license fee is going to be the greatest own goal that any mm-hmm. company, private or public, could score. And the BBC won't want to see that. No, they won't. But there's enough time now that we can we can discuss with the BBC to see if there's other alternatives because this isn't actually coming in until June of 2020. So we do have a bit of time to change that because the last thing I would ever want is somebody who's sitting there afraid to turn their television on for the fear that they're going to be taken to court because they can't afford the 156 or 57 pound fee. Um, that's not on that. To be honest, there are far. I worked with a lot of people across rural areas, you know, who were widowed or widowers, and the TV was their company in the evenings. And I just cannot forgive the BBC for putting somebody under that type of pressure. We already have the hate or eat argument, and now it's going to be, you know, more social isolation, more loneliness. People not knowing how to access tax credits because they don't see it on the television, you know. So it's it's a difficulty there. Remember, it's a TV license. It's not a BBC license. So it doesn't matter what show they're going to be watching. They're still going to have to pay that license in, in, in this part of the world. So it's very disappointing that the BBC haven't said what other considerations that they have. And I would urge them now before June of next year, before this comes in, to consider alternatives. Yes, it is a TV licence and you can argue that it should be the government that's responsible for this particular benefit that elderly people have and not the BBC. But the money goes to the BBC. Mm -hmm. It doesn't go, for for example, it doesn't go to ITV and it certainly in terms of radio doesn't come here to to U105. It provides a service for, it pays for a service that's provided by the BBC, the likes of BBC Radio Ulster, BBC NI, BBC Network. That's what it pays for. Yeah, and, and as well as that, if you go out to buy a new TV, the, the people that you buy the TV from have a responsibility to let the TV licensing people know that you've just bought a TV. So it's not as if you can buy a TV and put it in the corner and nobody knows about that. Everyone knows that you have a TV um, and you're exactly right. You know, the, the license fee at this moment in time is particularly for the BBC. It's not for all other providers of television or, or radio services. Um, maybe we should call it as it is. It's the BBC fee and BBC need to be a bit more efficient if they want to charge older people um, to bring them within, you know, the fee-paying number of people, then they need to show that they've tried every other possible way to make this money before they went in that direction. Because I think most people in the community recognise that people who are over 75, who are living on pensions, you know, are, are some of our most vulnerable people in society and they can't get out and about easy enough. So having TV, even a noise in the house, is something that keeps company. And I think the BBC, unfortunately, have gone for the wrong target here. It is a lot cheaper, of course, than Sky TV or a lot cheaper than... BT TV or any of those uh, sources, but or services, but but you can choose you can choose whether or not you want to buy Sky TV or you can choose if you want to buy BT or Virgin or any of the rest of them, but you can't choose whether or not you want to purchase the the BBC. And now that's the scenario for over for over seventy fives. The idea of the fifty p for everyone else that you suggested. Do you think? people, younger people would be prepared to, to carry the burden for, for for the elderly? It's something that we were never asked, Frank. You know, if, if we were doing consultation, there's a term that buzzes about politics now, co-production and co-design, and it's when you ask people. So if they'd asked the public in their consultation, look, we're thinking about charging the over 75. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. To mitigate against this, we're thinking about, you know, reducing the number of people who are paid or cutting BBC radio something or, you know, reducing the number of TV stations or everybody else pays 50p. We could have seen from the public whether that was something that was was acceptable or not but at this moment in time nobody's been given that option the direct action that they're taking is from next June they're going to remove the over 75 free TV, TV licence I know in the past there weren't as many over 75 and I suppose they're looking towards you know the fact that we all live longer but we don't all live healthier um, so people are more housebound so they've gone after a very good customer base for themselves um, unfortunately they haven't given the rest of us the opportunity to say what we um, would have preferred as an alternative I wonder how will the person who actually knocks the door feel when they arrive to carry out the final chapter of the law, the final step in the process when they actually have to knock the door and prove there is a television there and they see a very old, lonely person. I wonder, will they feel, will they feel good about themselves as, as, they, as they do what is sadly their duty? I'm sure um, if someone has to do that, I don't think it's a very nice position job for anybody who goes knocking on the doors um, of any house. Um, but um, it, it is a pressure that's going to be put on those people to collect those fees. Um, and it's not very fair. I wouldn't like to be the person behind the door, you know, knowing that, you know, your TV's in the house. Um, and maybe, like, how are you going to prove that you haven't turned it on? Um, 
you know, if, if you, you genuinely have a TV sitting there and you're not using it because of the licence fee issue. Um, it, it's a difficult one and I think that there's time now that the BBC need to reconsider um, and to come up and show why this is absolutely necessary, why they can't have other options or other considerations before doing this. Okay, uh, Kelly Armstrong from the Alliance Party, thank you very much indeed for your opinions. Uh, I'll get to uh, your calls and indeed your texts and your, your emails as, as the morning goes by, 02890 One of the questions coming up, would you advise your elderly mother or grandmother not to pay it? Would you advise them not to pay it? Uh, would you say to your granda or your great-grandfather, listen, don't pay it. They're never actually going to hit you. They, they'll knock your door, they'll ring your bail, they'll send you letters, they might even tell you that you're about to go to court. But how long will that take? That is going to take so long before you'd ever be in court. You could have saved a thousand pounds by the time you're in court by waiting and waiting and waiting because they don't find you. Even if it was me and I wasn't paying my TV licence, they're not going to come and find me immediately. They will send you reminder after reminder after reminder and then they will probably knock your door and have a gentle talk with you and give you the opportunity to purchase the licence. So there's an incredible amount of leniency which I don't fully understand why that leniency exists. Why do they not just hit people like me if I'm not paying my TV licence and find me straight away the same way you would do it for speeding with a car. So I don't fully understand that. You do get loads of warnings. So... Should the elderly wait for a whole series of warnings before they actually purchase one of these TV licences? Let me speak to Eddie Lynch, who's the Older People's Commissioner. Eddie, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Would you dare advise older people not to purchase the TV licence? Well, no, I don't think we should be going down that route, Frank, but there's no doubt about it that this announcement by the BBC is a terrible decision and one that's really going to have a big impact on older people right across the UK. But here in Northern Ireland, this is potentially going to affect 75,000 pensioners and, you know, this is going to have a major effect on many of the most vulnerable people in our society, many on low incomes, because the reality is, despite it being means-tested, we know that four out of ten people who are in entitled to pension credit here don't actually receive it. So what's going to happen as a result of this is many people on low incomes will now be faced with an extra bill and many people who are just above pension credit level will also face an extra um, bill as well. So it's a really poor decision by the BBC. I have emphasised from the beginning of this programme and I'll say it to you as well Eddie we're talking about the creme de la creme of broadcasting. We're talking about the Formula One of broadcasting. There's no doubt about it, the BBC is respected the world over and for them to keep that standard as high as they have it at at present, they do need money and they need significant money. Where would you see the additional money coming from? Well, that, that is that is true, Frank. I think, firstly, I think it's, it's important to point out that this should never have been a decision for the BBC. This is welfare policy. This was a concession that was introduced by the UK government um, to, to support uh, pensioners. And it, this decision should only be taken 
by a UK government. So for a start, the BBC shouldn't have been in this position. But the reality is they did agree to this four years ago. And I understand they were put in a difficult position, but they had four years to come up with an alternative plan to meet the, uh, the hole that that would, that in, in their budget. So there was many other options the BBC could have looked at. There have been other solutions. There would have been better solutions to this. But I firmly believe that to target uh, many of the most vulnerable people in our society and go after them for the money, it's a wrong decision by the BBC. And I, and I think it sends a very negative message to older people as well. Beyond the money itself, I think this is, as a society, you know, we should be judging how we are uh, looking after many of the most vulnerable in our society. And I think this sends a message to many older people that their contribution over the years to society, these are people who have paid their TV licence all through their lifetime. And I think it sends a wider message that their contribution isn't valued. And I think that's a very serious thing. Do you think very highly paid BBC presenters should be embarrassed this morning? Well, I think that's what the ordinary person will look at. They look at the backdrop to this. They look at the coverage of many uh, of the top presenters, how much they have paid. There's been stories about many of the senior people in the BBC receiving um, large wage increases. Now, I'm not saying that that money makes up for the, the cost of this, but I think that is the backdrop that people will be looking at. And I think many older people who are on very low incomes will be looking at that and saying, why us? Why, why are we being targeted? Why, you know, are we the, the, um, the easy target again to make up some of this money? So I think it's a very negative um, step that the BBC have taken here. We have an ageing population. It's important that we do everything in our power to support older people in different ways. And I certainly, you know, I go across Northern Ireland on a weekly basis and speak to older people. I have held three events in the last number of months on, on the issues of loneliness and isolation. And I can tell you, Frank, that at every one of those events, the issue of the TV licence came up and people spoke about how much they valued it, how much it meant to them, that it was the main form of company for them and it, it kept them connected to the outside world. And this decision actually puts at risk some people uh, retaining that. And at a time when we want to keep older people engaged with society, this is a very backward step. It is a fine line, however, for running the BBC because, as I said at the beginning to you, it's the creme de la creme of broadcasting. Their standards are incredibly high. If, however, they haven't got the money, then they have to shed certain departments. Would it be an option for them just to trim nearly every department but keep everything that they have, but do it more like it's done in the private sector where you have less staff, you have lower wages and you have uh, people who have to deal with maybe a dose of reality that the gravy train has reached the station. Well, I think we, we have to bear in mind, we're talking about a lot of money, but the BBC is a, is a massive organisation with, with a huge budget. And there are other ways that they, you know, that they outlined in their consultation document that they could have looked at, things around pensions, uh, things around other services that they provide. And I think there was alternatives to this. I think, um, there, there, of course, there may have been difficult decisions to be taken, but ultimately the decision they have reached is to remove um, the concession from 4 million pensioners across the UK. 75,000 pensioners are waking up this morning across Northern Ireland who are now faced with this extra unwanted bill from next year on. And I think that impact cannot be underestimated. Um, I know from speaking to older people that the value they place 
in, in, in some of these concessions, but just because many of them really do need it. And this will put extra stress on many people who are on the breadline, who are making choices about heating or eating. And now this is an additional worry and stress for those people. And, and that's why, really, I believe this is a terrible decision that should be looked at again. OK, Eddie, thank you very much for your time. Eddie Lynch is the Older People's Commissioner, uh, speaking up for the elderly here with regards to this uh, BBC decision to impose £156 cost on the over 75s who aren't availing of pension credit. Now, there'd be a considerable number of over 75s who can easily afford it, but we're not putting the spotlight on those people. We're talking about the individual pensioner who is lonely, who sees the television possibly as the only friend he or she has. And because they may have saved a few quid along the way, they're going to have to pay that 156 pounds. Is that reasonable from the BBC at the end of the day to take someone like that the whole way to court? And if you follow it through, they could end up in jail. And all they're asking for is a friend in their home to keep them company. A friend that hasn't cost them anything since they were 75 that is now going to cost them 156 quid. Uh, your opinions, 02890 Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. 3105.